Well, hello and welcome to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Team Needham discusses everything healthcare. I am your host, Sean Needham, along with my producer, Holly. And today we have Casey Young from Inspire Health and Wellness. She is a dietitian and personal trainer, and she's been doing that for a few years now. And she is going to talk about the importance of strength training um, in women, and especially as we age. Not that it's not important um, when we're younger. It's always important because there's so many benefits of strength training. So um, I'm just going to kind of let her introduce herself. So uh, Casey, welcome to our show. Hi, thanks so much for having me on show. I appreciate it. Happy to be here. This is one of my favorite topics. So I appreciate the, the opportunity to hop on and, and chat about that. Uh, I am a registered dietitian. Uh, that is my that is my by trade. I've been a registered dietitian uh, for quite some time, close to 18 years now, 17 years, something like that. Um, always had an interest in fitness, and you know, been active most of my life. Um, just about two years ago, I became a certified personal trainer, so I could kind of mesh both nutrition and fitness, uh, help help my clients a little bit more. So, uh, a little bit about my professional. Uh, background. I'm a mom of three. Uh, my oldest is 16. I've got a 13-year-old and an 11-year-old, all boys. And uh, I'm also married um, to my husband, Aaron. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. Thanks for having me on. You've been a personal trainer now for a couple years, um, mm -hmm. dietitian for 19. And so what got you into the personal training? So uh, about two and a half years ago, almost three years ago now, I started my business. I was at the time working as a clinical dietitian uh, within a uh, family practice setting. So I was doing uh, weight management as well as diabetes education within the clinic. And, and I loved the work. I especially uh, have a preference for weight management and, and helping people get to a better weight and helping them feel better. And within the clinical setting, um, number one, I wasn't crazy about diabetes. I will say that it's a challenging, it's a challenging uh, disease to work with. You know, sometimes patients just aren't always ready to make change, even though they've had that diagnosis. So uh, just this wasn't necessarily my favorite kind of work, but I really enjoyed the weight management piece. And uh, in that job, I found that, um, you know, I had a lot of knowledge to, to offer my, my patients, but I didn't always have the opportunity to, to meet with them as frequently as I wanted to with restrictions on insurance. And, you know, just being in that clinical setting, I couldn't see them every week, or I couldn't talk with them every week. So kind of formulated this idea of, you know, I really feel like if I could work with someone and have a little bit closer relationship, maybe connect with them weekly or multiple times a week and just kind of check in on them a little bit more frequently. I feel like they could be more successful with what they're trying to accomplish. So this little idea popped in my head and I kind of thought about doing some nutrition coaching uh, with my background in nutrition. And I thought, well, let's just see what happens. I'm going to throw it out there. And, you know, the wonderful world of Facebook uh, can be good at times. And it definitely was for me as I started my business pretty much through social media, created a Facebook page, kind of just said, here's what I'm offering, nutrition coaching, and slowly but surely started, started getting people to work with me and found that it was hugely helpful for them to have a support person that they could connect with weekly and touch base with and, you know, just be able to provide them some accountability in addition to um, just the education. So uh, with that, uh, the fitness part, like I said, I've always been interested in fitness and it was something I was, you know, big into in, in my life and I knew it could be very helpful for my clients as well. 
I just didn't really have the education and, you know, certification to go behind it. So I thought, well, let's see what I need to do to become a personal trainer. And, you know, it's, it's not super hard. It's not like you have to go to school for years and years um, to become a personal trainer. So I did a certificate program. I went to a training, I studied, took an exam and got the certificate. Now I have a, you know, a little bit more knowledge and understanding of a, a lot of things related to fitness. And after that, I started just to kind of implement the two uh, nutrition coaching as well as the fitness part. And it's, it's been great. It, it definitely is a, a nice, um, you know, complement to each other because when you're working to lose weight, um, can be very helpful to be working on nutrition and fitness at the same time. For sure. They, they go hand in hand. Yeah, definitely. Um, we talk about on our podcast all the time, how, um, you know, there's really, there's three things that you can do to keep your body healthy in general. These are very, very broad. I want but, to hear them. <laughs> yeah. So you already know them. So it's nutrition, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, um, uh, exercise and then it's sleep. And, yeah. That would be my top three too. <laughs> right. For sure. And we also say that, you know, the, of those three, the most important is sleep. We will die without sleep before we'll die without food. And of course we don't have to exercise to mm -hmm. stay alive. Correct. But it will make us healthier. So yeah. speaking of healthier, speaking of exercise, tell us the importance of exercise and strength training specifically um, when it comes to um, aging and when it comes to women and everybody. But go ahead, go ahead and hit on that. Okay, great. So as I mentioned, I've always been an active person, you know, did sports as I was younger in school, uh, you know, after I during my pregnancies in between, you know, trying to lose that weight, got active with running, started doing some races. Um, running, running, running was a lot of what I did, a ton of cardio. And it kind of, you know, served its purpose. Like, I think it's a really great um, mental health, you know, component. If, if we're moving and we're exercising, it can really be good for our stress and for our mental health. Uh, but it, it, was, it was challenging to kind of get my body to a place that I, I wanted it to go. And so not until like later in my 30s did I really find uh, strength training and the benefits of that. And I really feel like it's such a key component for, for all women. I do, you know, I try not to do blanket recommendations, but I pretty much say all women should be strength training. Uh, but especially as we're getting older, because I feel like um, there's so much related to, um, you know, how our body looks, how our body feels and how our body functions. And strength training can really help improve all of those things. So um, as I got older into my 30s, got into regularly strength training and, and really thought, you know, this is, this is so key for so many women who are trying to lose weight, right? They all want to lose weight on the scale. But when you talk to them, it's not necessarily just about the scale. They want to feel good. They want to look good in their clothes. Uh, if they could drop a pant size, that's fantastic. Even if the scale doesn't necessarily change, they're going to be pleased and happy with those results. Um, not only that, I find it to be so incredibly empowering for the women that I work with and for myself as well. Like when you are strength training, you feel good. You feel strong. You feel confident. You know, really seeing that confidence increase uh, in my clients is, is one of my favorite things. Um, and, and strength training can definitely promote that. So, so I definitely incorporate uh, the strength training into my work with my clients. Pretty much recommend they all get started with lifting if they haven't done it in the past. You know, we get them on a path to get them going with that and really can make it make a huge difference. They start to see, 
you know, definition in their shoulders for the first time, or maybe a little bit more leg definition. And it, again, it's just very empowering and helps them feel better about themselves and encourages them to continue um, to, to do that, you know, so they continue to see those results. Well, and I think you hit on it um, about, you know, the weight or the scale or, you know, it's not always what the scale says. In fact, right. who really cares what the scale says? Let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. It's about a look. It's about how we look. You know, I mean, the scale can be a tool, mm-hmm. um, but that's really it. It's about how we look. So, yeah. um, you know, how 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 our clothes fit and how we look. So, tell us a little bit about what a strength training routine. I I I don't. I know this is a general question, but okay. <laughs> what do you see as far as you know? How often do you work out? How long? And what what does a typical session look like? Yeah, so great question. So I usually recommend uh, for my clients to be lifting three times a week. I think that can be sufficient. You know, I mean, of course, is as you get more advanced, you can certainly expand on that and, and increase the frequency and the duration of your lifting. But if I have a client who has never really lifted before and she's willing and, and ready to do that, I start her out with two to three times a week. Uh, the duration of that workout could be 30 to 40 minutes, you know, I I just did a a whole um, four week series for beginner strength and our our workout started out at as 30 minutes. Um, And that um, generally, if someone's just getting started, I would suggest a, a full body circuit to be you know, to be fine. So that would be working both upper and lower body muscle groups in the same workout. And I think that's an excellent place to start 30 to 40 minutes that may include six to eight different exercises. And usually what I'm recommending, because for muscle building, uh, the ideal rep range would be um, 8 to 12. So most of my workouts, I'm encouraging my clients to grab their 8 to 12, you know, grab a weight that's going to have them working hard in that 8 to 12 rep window. Uh, They should be able to maintain form, but also should be working hard on those last couple of reps. So they're kind of pushing themselves um, through those last couple of reps. And then we do everything about three times. So we'll do six to eight exercises, eight to 12 reps each, and we repeat it for a total of three times. So basically what you're telling me is you can get good results with working out an hour and a half or two hours a week total. Absolutely. Yeah. You don't have to spend hours in the gym. I say that all the time. You don't have to be there every day. You don't have to spend hours there. And you certainly don't have to run on a treadmill for an hour a day uh, to to get that. Strength training is a very efficient, effective form of exercise. And you're going to get some really great benefits um, two to three times a week. Absolutely. Well, and I think, thanks for clearing that up, because I think yeah. some people think that it takes so much time to exercise um, and they have to devote hours and hours to, gy- to the gym. And I know when I go to a gym, I I like yourself. I, I love your background, by the way. It looks like that's your <laughs> office. You have a you have a personal gym, and and that's what my wife and I have at home because I necessarily don't like going to a public gym, um, partly because it seems to be social hour. And when I go to the gym, I usually I'm there half hour, forty five minutes max, mm-hmm. and and usually it's it's on the half hour side, and um, you can get a lot done in a half hour if you're not socializing. So if you're just working <laughs> through it, right? So exactly. Right. And if you're doing six to eight reps in a half hour or six to eight sets in a half hour, you're, 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 you're moving. 
right? Yes, absolutely. Yep. And that's kind of the benefit of that full body workout is because you're working different muscle groups. So you can go to an upper body exercise, recover maybe 20, 30 seconds, and then go into the lower body because you're working different muscle groups. You can still work those effectively. So that's one of the benefits of doing a full body circuit as well. Uh, but yeah, a lot of a lot of my clients, uh, they don't even have gym memberships. I'll, I tell them you just need a handful of dumbbells. And you yep. can do all of my workouts from home, because I work with busy women, they have a lot of responsibilities, they have they have work, they have, you know, home life, they maybe got older parents that they need to, you know, tend to or take care of and in that way as well. So, you know, they don't have to feel like they need to drive to a gym and in, in my community uh, a lot of women it's more rural so it takes 20 minutes maybe to drive to the gym you know so you're, you're burning 40 minutes just to and from so I, I like being able to offer workouts that my clients can do at home with a handful of dumbbells it's just a, a much more efficient way uh, to get that workout in and kind of no excuses like I can do it at home <laughs> I don't have to drive I don't have to take that extra right. time so yeah absolutely so you do mostly um, dumbbell work? Yes, I, I do. Yep. Uh, I do personally, you know, actually that the, the rack machine behind me is fairly new. My, my son, my oldest, uh, is pretty heavy into football. So he's like, mom, we need a rack at home, you know? So, <laughs> uh, so I do uh, use that. Yeah. I, I've been there, been there, done that when my kids <laughs> were that age. It's like, oh, for we, sure. yeah. we had a, we had a full set of kettlebells in our gym oh, and, nice. um, I'm a big believer in kettlebells. I mean, I have dumbbells too, but, uh, um, they're like, dad, we need a bench press and we need a squat <laughs> rack. We just gotta have it. When they were like, yeah. teenagers, they just had to have it. And, and oh, I sure. mean, there's definitely some truth to that when you really want to push a lot of weight. Um, mm -hmm. but I also think that you can get great, great benefits with body weight and some yep. kettlebells or dumbbells. Absolutely. Right. And, and so, so my clients, especially when they're starting out, you know, they're not willing to invest in, in this kind of equipment. So we start with just a handful of dumbbells. They say fives, eights, tens usually is enough to get you started. And with the kind of understanding as you progress and as you continue with it, I'm, I'm hoping that you're going to be able to lift the heavier weight and, and be able to invest in that. Uh, but pretty much all dumbbell work uh, for my virtual workouts, just because that's what's accessible um, to my clients. So that's, that's what we do mm -hmm. and, and body so, weight exercises too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So can you give us an idea of what the six to eight um, um, sets would, would be like, are they, are they uh, shoulder presses or are they um, dumbbell squats? What are they? Yeah, sure. So, so I actually just did one this morning. So uh, with my virtual fitness platform, I do a live workouts and then I have an on-demand library. So I do live and then I save it to an on-demand so people can go back and view it anytime. Uh, but this morning we just did a, a full body uh, workout. And in fact, my list is right here. I can look at it. Uh, we always start the workouts with push-ups, and I always encourage my women to uh, do a do push-ups almost daily at home just to help, you know, increase their strength. And a lot of them like that, that look of the defined shoulders. I'm like, that's going to help you get, you know, get that look if you can increase your, your push-up frequency. So we always start our workouts with push-ups on the floor, on the wall is fine. On the knees is totally fine. If they're just building up to that, that's not a problem. But I am always excited to hear their progress once they start on their knees and then they tell me, Casey, now I can do yeah. eight or nine push-ups, you know, regular push-ups. The, the, progr the progression is it's just always amazing to me. So uh, we did push-ups and then we did an elevated goblet squat, which we do on a standing uh, dumbbell. So we put one up on the floor and elevate our heels. 
And then we hopped on the bench and we did some decline push-ups. So more push-ups within, within the circuit. And then we did some single leg uh, Romanian deadlifts with the dumbbell. Mm-hmm. And then from there, um, looking at my list, we did shoulder press, a Bulgarian split squat, which mm-hmm. is always fun. And we did a dumbbell row and then an upright row to a curl. So I was waiting was for I, I was yes. yes I was waiting for the bicep work there and there it was oh, right yeah. there <laughs> <laughs> there it was well on Monday I just did back and bicep sometimes I do different splits because I do have an advanced um, advanced kind of group as well so uh, we did back and biceps pretty heavy on Monday so uh, but yeah that was an example of a of a full body lift um, just an example of of when I change up the workouts but yet keep the muscle groups consistent right so making sure that we work all the major muscle groups uh throughout the week um that's what I try to do so three eight eight to ten reps or eight to twelve you said yes yep and then Mm -hmm. um how long between uh sets how long do you rest so we'll, like I said, within, with a full body, I usually alternate upper and lower and we'll do everything. And then we repeat it two more times. So we can go a little bit quicker in between the exercises when we work that way. And so I might take 20 to 30 seconds and then we, you know, we go from the elevated goblet squat, give you a little recovery, 20, 30 seconds. And then we go into the next, the next move, which is that decline push up. So we push through this, uh, workout probably was around 30 to 35 minutes and then I do a warm-up and a cool down and we also worked in some some core I think I did a six-minute core you know uh series right after that so it was a total of 45 minute workout warm-up cool down living set as well as some core was worked in there now is there a time where you recommend working out in the morning and the evening uh, good question. I prefer the morning. That is my best time to work out. I like getting it done first thing in the morning. But no, I, I tell my clients whatever time is going to be easiest for you to get it done. Uh, when are you, you know, most alert and awake? Um, that that could play a role. Some people just aren't morning people, and they just don't feel like they can push hard in the morning workout, and that's fine. So uh, it always amazes me because. Uh, I do have a Facebook community for the virtual fitness as well. So I always ask people comment on the comment on my posts when you get the workout done. And I'll have some people 1030 at night and they say workout done. And I'm like, gosh, I am, I am bad. There's no way you could catch me doing a workout at 1030 at night, but, <laughs> but that's just my preference. So I think if you are consistent and you know, with whatever time is going to work best for you to get that workout done, that's that's a great way to do it. There, you know, there's some thought that early in the morning might have some additional metabolic, you know, benefit throughout the day. But again, if you're not pushing a hard workout and you're just not getting out of bed to get it done, then do it when you have time for it and when it's convenient for you. I I, I love your honesty and how <laughs> you realize that it's different for every person, and that is yeah. so true. Um, and the reality of it is, get it done. Do whatever you have to do to get it done. That's the most important exactly. part. Absolutely. I'm, I'm with you. I'm not a morning person, and I don't work out very often in the morning, not very early in the morning, but I do think there are some benefits of it. One of the benefits of it is, is that you get it done, and then it's harder to make an excuse not to do it because mm. if you do workouts in the evening, I, I'm guilty of this. It's like, oh, you know, I just got home from work, and I had a busy day at work. It's like, you know what? I'm not going to work out today. Um you know, so it's easier to, you kind of get decision fatigue and you've already made a bunch of decisions yeah. during the day 
Now it's easier to say no. And I will say this, um, especially as we age, I think working out later at night um, does affect our sleep more. And yeah. um, sleep is very, very important. So if your mm-hmm. workouts are affecting your sleep, and I know I can't, you know, I used to, when my wife and I would go to the gym when we were in our 20s, we would literally work out at 10 o'clock at night and it would not affect us at all. But right. I try to have my workouts done by eight o'clock now. I mean, my workouts yeah. are done by eight o'clock or it yeah. just, I have a hard time sleeping or a harder time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree with, with that as well. You know, the, the closer it is to bedtime, I think sometimes we have a harder time kind of settling down and, and getting into that um, bedtime routine. And also for sure, later in the day that you push the workout, there could be things that interrupt you even if that wasn't your intent you know i really plan to get this workout done at seven o'clock at night you get stuck at work you know kid comes home sick or you know something happens you just it's it's more likely to get pushed uh and not and not done so it's harder to have an excuse pop in your face at 6 a.m <laughs> so let's say people are trying to lose weight and they start doing strength training to look better lose weight at least look better so um <laughs> Being a dietitian, um, how do how should we change what we eat? I mean, I know that's very that's very very broad, but um, <laughs> should we? Some I guess where I'm going, Casey, is um, some people. I'm guilty of it sometimes. It's like you think if you exercise, it gives you a reward to necessarily eat crappy or maybe eat more. So right. can you can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. Sure. Yes. Uh, right. So, you know, when I work with my clients, dietary strategies, definitely we talk about that. If they're trying to lose weight, uh, we are going to, you know, kind of evaluate the calorie needs and kind of promote uh, macro-based eating. So initially tracking and logging food, looking at macros with the understanding of we are trying to learn, you know, learn what food is helping support me and, and how I can best fuel my body. So initially we do that really helps increase awareness. Uh, You know, some people have have no idea what they're eating or how much they're eating. And when they start writing it down, it's like, oh, (laughs) I didn't know. I wasn't even paying attention to how much I was eating, you know? So that alone can, I think can be very, very helpful. So that's always my first step. Just increase that awareness of what you're eating, writing it down. And then I really help them uh, focus on, on shifting their focus to macros and primarily protein. Protein, protein, protein uh, is so important, especially for promoting fat loss, okay? So calorie reduction alone is definitely going to, you know, generally promote weight loss. So we're going to see that movement on a scale. But if you are someone who wants that more fit and lean look and you're trying to, you know, lose weight as well, you're going to want to emphasize protein uh, in your diet and also with the strength training. And both of those components are going to help you lose fat. So I recommend lean protein pretty much with all meals, most snacks as well. Uh, We get a protein target and we try to help them build their meal around that protein to help them meet that target. And uh, it's beneficial for two reasons. It it not only helps them uh, maintain their lean muscle mass as they're losing that fat, it also actually requires more energy for them to digest that food. So they're actually burning more calories when they incorporate more protein into their diet. Wow. That was very good. Thank you so much. Okay. You're welcome. I love it. Well, <laughs> and we, when you think about it, it should make a little bit of sense when you talk about 
you know, lean protein and protein being able harder to digest than, you know, let's say simple sugar. I mean, you know, simple sugar, simple carbs are very, very easy to digest. They're absorbed directly into our body. Um, that's one of the reasons they're, they're good fuel um, if right. we need glucose right now. But if we're trying to lose weight, um, it's not the greatest thing. Exactly. Right. And, you know, I'm, I'm all about balance and uh, I know that carbohydrates are needed. Absolutely. We talk about quality carbs, you know, versus maybe not the not so healthy carbohydrates and try to promote those more. But um, right. They're, they're important, especially for someone who is working out consistently, maybe more than two to three days a week. They, they definitely need some more carbohydrates on board for um, fueling those workouts and have, having them feel better in those workouts as well. Oh, Casey, I, I love what you said already because we so many, <laughs> okay. and there's so many anti-carb people and, oh, gosh, yeah. you know, especially with keto and I, I'm not against keto. I'm not against yeah. keto, but I, I'm an endurance athlete for one. I work out anywhere from 10 to 15 hours a week. I need carbs. You if need carbs. Them, you Absolutely. Need carbs. Right. Absolutely. Yep. Um, and if you're burning them, it's, it's okay. Now that doesn't mean you could you should eat junk carbs. Like you say, quality yep. carbs mm-hmm. um, are, are very, very important. But I think the longer, the more intense and the longer your workouts are, the more you need carbohydrates because you are burning them. Definitely. Right. So when I'm working with my clients, I'll, I'll take all of that into consideration. Maybe they are, you know, they, they enjoy running, they enjoy biking. Maybe they're, you know, doing some of these endurance events. We're, we're I'm definitely going to take that into consideration when I'm putting their macronutrient recommendations together. We're still going to keep their protein intake high. I shouldn't say high, but, um, you know, high enough, but I'm going to definitely, uh, liberate their, their carb recommendation for sure. Uh, for, for some of those, um, some of those clients, although I will say for a lot of my, my female clients, um, as we age, I feel like uh, carb control being a little bit tighter can help promote, you know, some better results compared to when we were younger and we're just kind of watching that calorie level. Uh, we we definitely keep keep that in check. But again, it's not low carb by any means. Uh, you know, you mentioned keto, and that could be a whole other topic. But <laughs> I will say. Uh, it's a restrictive form of eating. You're basically restricting an entire, you know, category of foods. And in my experience working with clients, that is just something that is not very easily maintained long-term. So certainly keto can promote some pretty quick uh, weight loss, but I always get the people who are like, I did keto for three, four months, six months, and I just can't do it anymore. Can you help me? You know, they're, they're just done. They can't in that restrictive mindset all the time or, or can't continue to do that. So that's where I stand with that. Anything that I feel is, is too restrictive, it's just it's like how long can you actually do it for? Why not learn to feel your body properly and be able to do it sustainably for the long term? Right. That's what the important part is because you can't do it for the long term. It doesn't do you much good, right? Correct. <laughs> so in your workouts, do you recommend compound movements at all? Yeah, we definitely do compound movements, uh, some more than others. I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of squats and, and you know, deadlifts, and those are some pretty key compound movements. But sometimes we'll take it a step further. We'll do like a lunge curl or we'll do yeah. a, uh, you know, a, a deadlift to a row kind of thing. So we work, in, we work in more of those. I would say those are the more efficient workouts, right, because you're really working those muscle groups at the same time. 
So a lot of times if I do like an express lift, like it might be 30 minutes start to finish with warm up and cool down, I'll work in a lot of those compound movements just to maximize uh, the time that the women are spending in those workouts. Yeah, it, it's it's amazing how much you can get done when you start doing compound movements like yeah. squat, dead, squat to shoulder press. I, I love that. Sure, one. yes. And yep. you can press. get yeah. a lot done and, and it's a good cardio workout, right? Yeah, it totally is. So good cardio workout, get the heart rate going, burning off a whole ton of calories. And thank goodness it's only 30 minutes because who can keep that up for 45 minutes to an hour? You couldn't physically, you right. would be exhausted. So yeah, yeah. And and I'm glad you hit on that because here's here's my opinion about strength training. Um, you know, some people like to brag that they spend two hours in the gym strength training. <laughs> and in my opinion, if they're doing that, they're not working out hard enough. Right. You know, because there's yeah, no or they're way. taking really, really long breaks. Which, depending on your style of lifting, if you're a power lifter, you, you can't take a 20, 30, 45 second break in between your lifts. You have to have longer breaks. So, right. you know, they could be doing that. Where then you need three to five minutes in between your lifts. It's a different style. Um, but right, if you're spending two hours, I mean, you, you're, I don't know, you're a different kind of athlete, I think, who yeah. has time for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and thanks for clearing for that sure. up on a power lifter, because that is true too. If you, you want to mm -hmm. see how much weight you can lift, you have to take breaks in between so you can recover and, and push up that, that hard weight again. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So, uh, boy, Casey, you have definitely reached our goal today of educating and empowering <laughs> Um, individuals to take charge of their own health. Um, that's really what we're all about here at Health Solutions. So I appreciate Great. you doing that. So let us know how you talked about your Facebook page. What's your Facebook page? So my Facebook page is uh, fit.strong.nutritionist. Uh, so you can find me on Facebook there, or you can search Inspire Health and Wellness. That is my business name. Um, that should come up on Facebook as well. Instagram and TikTok are probably my primary uh, social um, you know, socials. If you want to find me there, my username on both of those is just fit.nutritionist on both TikTok and Instagram. And I will tell you, and Casey and I were talking before the show, I found Casey on TikTok and I just started my <laughs> own TikTok account a few months ago. Yeah. And my kids told me, oh, dad, you don't need to be on TikTok. That's just for kids. And I got on TikTok and I started finding a lot of videos on hormone replacement, on nutrition, on health and wellness, and on strength training. That's how I find, found Casey. So don't awesome. forget about yeah. TikTok. Um, it's a <laughs> wonderful way to get a, lots of information in like one minute. Um, right. But, little little tidbits of information. Yeah. That's, that's how we like it these days. Fast, quick. Give, right. give me what I need to know in a short amount of time. So, yeah, I, I found TikTok to be a pretty pretty amazing platform as well. Uh, my son, same thing. When I said last, last fall, I've only been on it for about a year. And he just was like, Mom, you, you don't need to be on TikTok. Like, I think he was just like, please don't. Please don't do that. And I did it anyway. And I'm glad that he, oops, I'm glad that, <laughs> here goes my desk down. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> I've got one of those desks that comes oh. up and down and I, I hit the button. It's not locked apparently. <laughs> um, anyway, so I ignored him and I went ahead and started TikTok and it has been wonderful because uh, it has greatly expanded my reach um, for my business. I've gotten a lot of wonderful clients and yeah, just kind of different opportunities like this, you know, meeting you and, and hopping on your podcast. It's It's been great. So thanks yeah. for having so, me today. Appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for being on. And as we wrap this up, um, Casey, what do you have a passion for? 
my passion is truly and always has been in, in helping people and helping people feel good and feel better and gain confidence in themselves. So I apply that through, you know, my knowledge with nutrition and in working with my clients in, uh, in the fitness aspect. Um, I say fitness wise, definitely strength training is my passion and I love sharing it. I love sharing it with women and I love teaching them, you know, the, the basics and the important foundational pieces of strength training so they can continue to do this long-term uh, and see benefits for years down the road, you know, and, I always say one of my goals as a as I age and as I get older, I want to be able to be that, you know, 70, 80 year old woman who is carrying her own groceries or shoveling her own driveway and just, you know, being able to maintain my functionality and independence as I get older. And I know that I need to lift from now until then to be able to do that. So um, helping people feel better about themselves and, and feel good and have the energy to do the things they need to do in their life. And on that note, you know, as yeah. we age, one of the, especially for women, one of the um, worst diseases that women can get is osteoporosis. And there is no better exercise than strength training to prevent osteoporosis. Absolutely. You want, to, you want to touch on that really quick? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, that resistance training, the strength training is key, so key for uh, continuing to stimulate that, that bone growth and production. And when you strength train and you maintain that, you will have stronger bones as you age. And I tell a lot of you know younger women this, like women in their twenties, they don't they don't even want to think about you know when they're sixty or you're seventy, and, and it, it doesn't really click with them at that point. But I think now, you know, for me in my forties and then my clients in my in their forties and fifties, we see what's maybe happening to our mothers or our aunts or you know. Yeah friends that we know who are in their 60s and 70s and 80s having these issues with bone, um, with health falling and, and breaking a hip and how that can be so detrimental. And and so, yeah, it becomes a, a big part of why I strength train and, you know, why I encourage my clients to do it because, like you said, there's no better exercise to do to help um, stimulate that continued bone growth and production and strength and function. Uh, than strength training. So, so many wonderful benefits. Bone that's health right. is definitely uh, one that's way up there as well. And um, there is no better thing ever invented for depression than exercise and strength training absolutely. especially. Um, yeah, absolutely. And that's coming from a pharmacist. There is no better drug <laughs> than exercise for depression. Mm -hmm. yeah. And key as we get older as well, right? We're more likely to see that as we feel more isolated and, and different life events happen, um, for sure. Activity, staying, staying active. When your body's in motion, it stays in motion. So don't ever stop moving. Um, and yes, if you haven't ever started strength training, I have women in their 50s and 60s who start. It is never too late uh, to give it a try. So I'd be happy to help it. anyone get started if you're interested and um, happy to connect and answer any questions moving forward too from your audience. Yeah. I love it. And please reach out to reach out to Casey. She is a, has a wonderful, wonderful uh, wealth of, she's a wonderful wealth of knowledge when it comes to diet and nutrition and of course exercise. So thanks for being on to Casey. I really appreciate it.
Yeah, thank you so much. All right. So Tuesday, our regular podcast is usually on Monday, but I will be traveling to uh, Monterey. I will have a bike race on Sunday, and I won't be back till Tuesday. So our podcast will be on Tuesday, 1230 to 1.30. Speaking of strength training, speaking of exercise and diet nutrition, you don't want to miss out. Dr. Josh Levitt, he is actually a doctor, and we're going to talk about how he actually, he calls it de-prescribes medication. So people that come in with high blood pressure, with diabetes, with high cholesterol, and they're on a load of medications, he actually, through diet, nutrition, and exercise, helps him get off the medications. I love it. He's preaching to the choir when it comes to this podcast and to Janet and I, who are pharmacists that don't believe in medic most medication to treat long-term disease. So you don't want to miss out on that podcast. Dr. Josh Levitt from Napa Direct Care out of Idaho. And Casey, thank you for for uh, educating us today. I really, really appreciate it. Listeners and viewers, thank you for tuning in to Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Tune in Tuesday. We'll see you later.